Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2-2 here on Sports Sunday. I hate or love it coming up, but we have some NBA playoff chatter to get to here. Interesting conversations. I'd like to begin with Jimmy Butler, Rashad. We'll get to Luca next segment. Let's do it. Um, Rashad came in today, as he is one to do. And usually, Rashad has like one semi-hot take that he begins before the show begins with. It's like you wake up every day with one ready to go. It's a bubbling and a brewing. Yeah. Like, you know what? Here's what grinds my gears. No. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what it is. I mean, it, it, the we Peter Griffin we, grinds my gear right, segment. Yeah. yeah. We usually you know what just grinds my gears. Yeah. That's what that would be me. That, that's, that's how I'll start every, every Sunday for the well, most Well, do you remember we had a segment for a while called Rashad's Rants? Because every, oh, yeah. every day you had, every week you had something that was upsetting you sports wise. What a, what and a, then we just laid out and let you uh, let you say your piece. What a miserable way to live. I guess, right? <laughs> Waking up on a Sunday morning. Just, yeah. just, just got to got a rant. Got a sports rant. Um, but no, he can't. He, he does normally start after we catch up on the week. And he has something. And today his something was, man, Jimmy Butler is so underrated. And All the time. It's true. You say under or under, over? Under. Yeah, no. It's very, very true. And the the conversation we had before the show started that kind of really got my my gears grinding was 
we almost never mention Jimmy Butler in the same breadth as like the guys we talk about in the top seven, top 10 players. Never. Right. You're like, oh, he's a top 10 player. Oh, this guy's top five player. Never mentioned Jimmy Butler ever. Like, I feel like he's always been, oh, yeah, that's right. Jimmy Butler, too. Ah, he's probably like 18, 17 on that list. You Him, know? maybe Bradley Beal, you know, something like that. Like, bro. like Yeah. And, and after watching the last few playoffs with him, it's obvious he's a superstar. And, and I haven't. Is there an update on his injury? He never came back to yesterday's game. Um, they say uh, Chris Haynes was saying that he should be good to go for tomorrow's game. Okay, that's good. Yeah, Star won't miss further time after leaving game. Okay, that's good. Because also uh, Tyler Hero got hurt yesterday as well. So there's actually four injuries that in that time game. Of year. Yeah, it's that time of year. Because uh, Jason Tatum got hurt Marcus and Smart. Marcus Smart got hurt again, although they both came back to the game. But it was just an interesting thought of why don't we consider Jimmy Butler one of those players, even though when we watch him play, it's clear that he is. It, you know, it's a it's a tough question because, you know, basketball is so weird because – we've we pick and choose what we value right like somebody scores a lot but when they do it like we if somebody scores in an order amount like james james harden did when he was in houston then he's a ball hog and we don't like ball centric guys or if somebody just lets it flow freely like steph you know what i mean like oh we love that guy or man he shoots too many three like we all we pick and choose all the time here's a guy that we call him jimmy buckets but we could call him jimmy defense we could call him jimmy rebounds we could call him Jimmy a sit like he does everything like he Jimmy basketball is what we should be calling him from now on because man this dude does everything when he's on the floor you know who it reminds me of is Tony Parker of the Spurs because we don't talk about him to the finals mm-hmm. we would go 82 games no one would say anything about Tony Parker as far as how he ranks in point guard lists Where and all, my guy Joe you know top players in the league and then the Spurs happened. would do their thing, and Tony Parker would come through and just dominate and just dish it out, nail threes. He would just do his thing, those Spurs teams. And then that dialogue would be like, man, how good is Tony? Is he a top five point guard? No, it happens he, all the time. Is he a top 10, 15 player? This every what year. The that, hell? that year that Tony Parker won the finals MVP, uh, it was, the, I think the whole year coming into that, it was the, the best point guards in the league were – Darren Williams and Chris Paul and Jason Kidd still. And here was Tony Parker just mowing through everybody. Leading Boy, the league. Darren Williams, lead. that's a blast. Oh, he was, past. He was <laughs> I know. Like, for Darren, for, there was like six, seven years where Darren Williams was Last that time guy. I saw him was boxing Frank Gore. <laughs> yeah, right. Did, did he, well, he? He lost that, right? I think he won that. Oh, okay. Can't I mean, remember. did anybody win? No, not a week. I guess we did. I guess. You I know? don't think so. Yeah, uh, not really. But but no, I, I'm, I'm always so it's it's weird to me. Like Jimmy Butler does everything the right way. He doesn't average a lot of turnovers. He averages a lot of steals. He any he, he talks and he chirps. And every team that he goes to, for the time that they're there, they're great. And then he leaves and they take a a big dip. Remember when he was in Minnesota and they made the playoffs and then they didn't make the playoffs until till this, this year. year. Yeah, you know when he was in uh, uh, Philly, Joel Embiid was, you know salivating over him when Joe, even Joel Embiid was like, I wish he was still on my team. Like he's had, now he's had a James Harden. Now he's had a Ben Simmons. Like, bro, I wish I still had Jimmy well, Butler. Dude, that's, I wish what, played here. that's what I love about Jimmy Butler is like, when you heard about all the stuff in Chicago, you wondered like, Oh, is he a malcontent a me guy? And then he goes to, was it Minnesota first? Minnesota. And then Philly, same thing with Minnesota fight in fighting. He's 
not going to practice, having the interviews, saying what's wrong and stuff. And then he goes to Philly, which is a better situation, get to the second round of the playoffs. But again, you're dealing with like Ben Simmons, which I'm sure is fun. And then, so you think that is Jimmy Butler just a hard ass and tough to play with? It's like, no, dude, he's just got that fire. He's that fire. Can, he wants to win. What's yeah, wrong with that? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's, some guys are made like that where it's like, I don't care how many, how much money I'm making or if I'm not making any money at all, if it's a competition, I'm going to beat your ass in this no matter what. Got a couple of texts here to read. One says, I held a sign in the Rose Garden that we want D-Will when they played the Nets. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I remember Darren Williams on the Nets because I was still kind of paying attention to the Nets back when he was on that team. Yeah, he was really good. This one uh, came in. We've heard this argument about Tatum, Luka, and Jimmy. Not everyone can be a top five player, especially because of one playoff run. We do this every year. True. I'm not arguing Jimmy Butler's a top five player. That top five is is a very difficult list to break into right now. It's pretty solidly, you know, like Giannis, KD, Steph, uh, you know, add, add players in here and there, whatever you want to say. LeBron, obviously. Back but this at, isn't as far as playoff run. Back-to-back back MVP, Jokic, maybe? R- remember, yeah, maybe. Jimmy Butler put out Giannis a couple of years ago before Giannis was able to take that next step and win a championship. No, then- I think I think what this is, and I was going to answer that text in a different way, is the conversation is not, is he a top five player? It's... Why isn't he in the conversation? When we have this conversation, we never mention Jimmy Butler. That's what it is. Never. And mind you, like, do I think Jimmy Butler is top five? I don't know. We really have to talk about that, but probably, probably not. I, I don't you know? think it's close. However, yeah. it's I don't think it's unrealistic, or I don't think it's crazy to say Jimmy Butler is a top ten player. Because scoring the ball is incredibly important. And like my argument for defensive player of the year, like we don't value defensive player of the year the way we value the most, the MVP. When we do value it is when they win both. When Giannis wins both awards, like, oh, yeah, that's, that's he did that and defensive player of the year. But for the most part, we don't value defense like that. So we want you to play it. We know it's important. But for whatever reason, you know, we don't we don't think about it in in that regard. Man, here's a guy that plays amazing defense. It's always there to intercept passes, make it difficult for whomever he's guarding, can can block shots, can can finish at the rim, can shoot over you, can shoot a fadeaway. Like there's there's no hole in Jimmy Butler's game. There's 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 no hole. He does everything the right way. And it's like how could you get a he's everything he does, if you were creating a character in 2K, everything is like an 89. Defense is 89, jump shots 89, three-pointers. Like everything is like right there. He's not a 99 overall, but everything that he does is just great. And there's not a lot of guys in the league you can say that about. Giannis can't shoot. It has issues with free throws. You know, um, LeBron can't shoot free throws, you know, has has issues breaking down there sometime. Like you can go through every great LeBron player. used to not be able to shoot the three, although he's no, kind he's, of he's much better now. That. You know, but we can go through everybody and kind of pick apart what they do. Steph doesn't defend well. Dame doesn't defend well. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. We can do that for everybody in the league. He's the one guy I think we look at and say, yeah, there's nothing he doesn't do great. Everything he does is on point. I don't know how many dudes there are like that. Kawhi, maybe, but he can't stay healthy. So how many guys in the NBA are there really that can guard one through three, one through four, depending on who the four is, and then go out and potentially get you 20 and more every single night and also going to give you rebounds, assists, like boards. Like, come on, man. That's crazy. And he's never in that conversation. And I'm just saying he should be. Whether he's in there or or not for you, I don't think he should be in that 14, 15, 16 part of the conversation. Yeah, it's tough because I think part of the problem with Jimmy Buckets is that the way he plays is not flashy at 
all. It's not fun. Um, it's the same reason I feel like this year, maybe this is a little bit off, but I felt like DeMar DeRozan was having a career season that was sensational, yet nobody outside of Chicago was talking about DeMar DeRozan. Nobody because, wants to see mid-range jump shots. Because he doesn't play a sexy style of game. And maybe that's why Jimmy Butler never gets brought up in this conversation is that he'll wind up with good stats at the end, but it's such grit and grind that you don't get that same flashy sex appeal with it. Yeah. So we say we want one thing. We say we want hoopers, but really we want what it, you know, we, we want the flash and everything. We, we want all those things. And I get it. It, it makes sense. You know, we, we, while we're all sizzle, no steak. It's, Butler, it's what yeah, gets our juices going. Jimmy Butler is all steak. There is there's almost no sizzle there, but it is all grade A beef. You know, mm. that's that's kind of you know what But he you is. want that sizzle though. And you I, want that little I I mm. mean, you know what it is? So you know when you go to Applebee's and they bring out the fajitas and it goes by you and it goes it's going Shh. and what do we all do? All we all turn our head like, oh like ooh, ooh that's oh, fancy like oh, Applebee's. I want that. I can't believe yeah. you said Applebee's. Applebee's Applebee's. <laughs> As opposed is great. to like, you know, when you go to the Mexican restaurant Happy and they no. have fajitas Let's walking by, you now, said Applebee's. Guess what? <laughs> At most Mexican restaurants, I don't see the fajitas steaming like that when they when they come out. But oh, Applebee's yeah. made sure. Of course sure. they do. Oh, yeah. No, whatever. But either way, <laughs> you go to Applebee's, we all go to Applebee's, and you go and you see that thing coming out, and you go, ooh. We do? Oh, yeah, we do. Don't do that, Lynch. Don't do that. Yes, we do. Is this kind of like when you said you can dunk? <laughs> I can dunk. I can't you done. still haven't proven to us yet that you can. I haven't done that. We didn't have practice. This I whole defended week. your so, honor the other day, though. We didn't I te- have practice this whole week, so I, think I will. I, I think I texted into prime time. You did. Yeah, we were talking about the three on three, the show three on three tournament. Oh, like, we kill whoever we play. And I said, I was like, Sports Sunday would dominate. Rashad can dunk. No, the so See, the, you're, you're saying that tongue in cheek, <laughs> but I don't like it, Joe. No, no. So that the conversation was, if you had five station personalities. And, we, and they didn't pick the best five. No, they didn't. It was it was the three of us on primetime and swag, swag and Sprig <laughs> were the five. And we played against a team of NBA players. Not even the best NBA players. Just like, a team of five NBA players. Like Elgin be, Blevins and others. Like the worst we NBA players. Demolished. And they spotted us 162 points. And the final score had to... The team that won had to score 165 or actually, sorry, it was 160 points, and we had to score five points. Could we get to five points before they got to 165? Yes. That was the conversation. Yes. I don't think so. Yes, we're going to get to four. I, I, think I, I don't think that that team of five is getting the ball in Who's on the team? Who's on the team? Me, Rop, Suk, Swag, and Sprague. No, no. Well, no, Sprague can shoot. So I was say, I are we getting it. the ball up the court? I see two threes splashing at some point in that hour and a half. Yeah. Suk said the strategy would be, somebody would just have to huck three-quarter court shots and hope that they went well, in before they scored 165 well, number, points. Number one, we'd get Souk to just go on the post, and more than likely, nobody's going to be as <laughs> big as Souk. Just being real, nobody's going to be as big as him down on, there. On, so. the, on, the, on our team. On, I'm going to yeah. say I'm bigger no, than Souk. Well, I'm saying as far as, like, you're not you're – not, I'm not jacked like he is. There you go. So we're going to put him down on the block. Yeah, and say, but what, man, what scrub center in the NBA is going to have trouble with Jason Sukanik <laughs> and his bird That's, legs? <laughs> Uh, anybody that plays What's for the his Blazers, vert? Nurkic is going to have a problem. Oh, come on. Right there. Anybody that plays for the Blazers. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? Nurk would destroy anybody. Nurk is just going to lay it up all the time. You're going to block Nurk. He's going to jump up. Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's the sound Nurk makes when he goes up. Uh, Nurk is uh, like seven inches taller than me. I'm not blocking him. Are you uh, kidding me? Yeah. Uh, There's no way. Foul, ref. 
That's Nurk right there. <laughs> what is happening? <sighs> You're giving Wes way too much credit. No. Even the scrub NBA players would dominate in that situation. No, and that's and I'm not honestly like. But could we score five points? I've played, that was the I've, question. I've been able to play with some some NBA guys that you know end of the bench guys that comes like 24 hour fitness or valleys or whatever the case is. Me too. That's another story though. And bro. NBA, if you're in the NBA, you're just a different level of hooper. Like, there's there's not a guy. You ever been to a game and watched them warm up? Nobody misses a shot. Mm-hmm. Everybody's wet. And then you'd be like, man, why don't they? Why can't they shoot like that in the game? Like, they, man, put Doug McDermott in. He's killing right now. <laughs> like, let him shoot more. Then he gets in the game like, oh, okay, never mind. Once the defense get him, get him back, get him back on the bench. You yeah. know, but everybody in the NBA is just next level athlete. Like, you can never imagine how good some of these guys really, really are. Elliot Williams, I remember him. Yep, I do. Comes down to uh, comes down to I thought he was going to be awesome. Oh, we thought he was too. He came down to my old job, and he was shooting left hand from half court. Splash, splat every shot. Like, moving around, do it off, off spins between the legs. We're like, man, this dude, and it's the end of the bench and doesn't get in. Like, so that lets you know how many cold, cold players. Isn't that the most, like, perplexing thing about being a good athlete is, like, I'm so good that I can be a professional basketball player, but I'm not good enough to to play play. basketball. Like, if you're Draymond Green, like, we talk a lot about (laughs) Draymond, right? And I say this all the time. Like, if you catch Draymond at a park or at a a 24-hour fitness, he's the the best player there. Of course. He's He's hitting jumpers from half court. He's dunking. He's doing reverses between his legs. Like Draymond I think Green that's obvious though, is right? the best player there. But I'm saying, like to us, to the the spectator, trash. He doesn't score. He doesn't even like. And we play one on one. Trash. Like he doesn't score. He's not one of the most important players in the NBA. Please, exactly. No, he's. I mean, he can get a lot of rebounds and and offensively and speaking, though, as far as scoring, yeah. I, I I get what you're saying. Because yeah, yeah, if he plays against some scrubs, regular Joes, then yeah, he's getting Kill fifty. Easily. I saw a video of Javale McGee at a gym just doing work to regular people and it's like man come on man all right well we got i got away from us a little bit we got a couple <laughs> texts that are funny one we do not all go to applebee's that's a lie and then the next one said dear lord why are you going to applebee's it's trashed here do they does everybody give half off appetizers uh, after after nine is nobody else so. fancy like applebee's no i guess not <laughs> on a late weird. night nobody wants to eat good in the neighborhood i guess Jeff. No. with an oreo shake yeah you gotta, y'all tripping get off your high horses and go get those half off appetizers and drinks you're no. tripping no i don't want to though oh well don't i'll have more for you yeah fine I'll, you you eat all the applebee's yeah i'll eat all of that the crapplebee's i'll eat all of that i don't like that unless they're a sponsor then you're delicious and i love eating good in the neighborhood <laughs> i love it so much I love that quesadilla burger so much. It's delicious. It's amazing. You're being funny, and I don't like it. But I'm continue. being funny? Well, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was trying to be. All right, let's take a break. Coming up next, I've discovered something about myself as an NBA viewer, and uh, it's not going to make a lot of people happy. And we'll get to that next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Hey, yeah, we fancy like Applebee's on a date night. Got that Burma Street stay with the Oreo shake and some whipped cream on the top two. Two straws, one shack, girl, I got you. Bougie like Natty. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. I, I hate you, Joe. You're not country, Lynch. I'm not. I'm not. Nor do I pretend to be. <laughs> I, am, I am as far from that as possible. What do you know about that Bourbon Street steak? <laughs> if you're getting steak from Applebee's, I'm sorry. 
I'm well sorry. done. Like How it's it. supposed to be. With some ketchup. Nothing sets off the steak <laughs> like some ketchup. Give me the 57. <laughs> oh, God. You guys seen uh, the movie Waiting? Oh, yeah. Waiting? I, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a phenomenal movie. <laughs> phenomenal. I don't movie. think I've seen it. It's no. with Ryan Reynolds and Justin Long, and it's basically Day- like. Prime Dane Cook? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, right. like Dane that, Cook. Justin Long still was in movies? Andy yeah, right. Milanakis. Andy oh. Milanakis is in it. That's right. Andy Milanakis? That's right. Uh, uh, noted Anna Twitch, Ferris, noted Anna, Twitch streamer Andy Milanakis yeah, now. Anna Ferris. Like, it was pretty fun. It's about basically like an Applebee's or something like that. The shenanigans. The shena- I'm pretty sure it's Shenanigans. Yes, yeah, yeah. it's a shenanigans. So, uh, yeah. Talking about Super Troopers or? You mean shenanigans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie. Very underrated movie. Absolutely. I don't know if it's underrated. I think it's like I think a lot of people love that movie. No, I'm there talking about waiting. Hate it. Oh, oh, waiting. waiting. No, yeah. waiting is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, yeah. underrated. Check it out. Okay, check it out. Wait, I've never, I've never heard of it before. Yeah, it's great. Is it into comedy? Yes, with okay. those actors, I imagine. Yes. Yes. Uh, Luis Guzman. Yep. Yeah, <gasps> Luis Guzman. I just yeah. saw him. I'm watching Community with my girlfriend right now, and he is. Uh, at Greendale Community College, he's the famous graduate, and there's a statue of him outside. <laughs> it's Luis Guzman. Luis Guzman, underrated actor, been in a lot of stuff. He's man. so small. My guy. He's so short. The bat wing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The bat. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll like it. You'll like it. Yeah. You'll I thought, no, no, he's done that before, right? He's done like a Batman thing before, or is that movie? <laughs> yeah. Now, this is uh, a little more graphic. Scene or something. It's, it's a little, it's, We're yeah. talking to explain to you what the bat wing is in the commercial break. Yeah, well, I'll, oh, tell, okay. I'll show you on the break. <laughs> is, it like the, is it like the David Blaine? Yes, just like David Blaine. It's a, it's a magic trick. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's exactly what I meant, but okay. Uh, I had a realization in the NBA this week, and I don't like Luka Doncic. Like, as, as a player, like, I think he's amazing. I don't like watching him play. And I realize that almost everybody loves Luka. It's like he he's the greatest thing in, since sliced bread in the NBA. Everyone talks about it. Everyone loves Luka. And th- this has been a thing since he's come up. Like, I, I, I haven't really thought about it too much. But everyone always talked about him. And I would watch him play, and I'd be like, okay, he's good. I, like, I didn't get the, like, extra love for Luka. I was like, he's amazing. He's an amazing basketball player. But I don't like him. I don't like him. There's something about the way he plays. There's something about the arrogance he plays with. There's something about the way he, his his personality on the court bothers me. I know exactly why you don't like him. And it's because he's white. Nothing to do with that, unfortunately. That's, <laughs> that's why I like that, him. That's why Mike doesn't yeah, like that's him. That's why yeah, I like yeah. him. <laughs> uh, I just, there's something about it that bothers me. And I don't want to, like, come across as, like, cranky old man or anything like that because I like players who have fun. I like players who kind of get cocky. But for whatever reason with him, it bothers me. And I don't know why. I think I do know why. Okay, tell me. He plays like a player that you're also not very fond of. Oh, okay. You also feel very passionately about why you're not very fond of that person, and it's James Harden. Everything about Luka's game is a slow bop. Between the legs, step back jumper, flail, flail to get the to get the call. It at does the look rim. like he's moving through quicksand. You know what I'm saying? Kind of looks out of shape. Kind of looks a little bit dumpy I think he, when I think he's he playing. is out of shape. Yes, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like stuff like you know little, little things like that. Like yeah, you see that and it's hard to like. And then on top of that, like when Luca's on, like he's kind of an a hole. 
Like, because he's looking at the other team and openly smiling, like, yeah, I'm busting your ass, bro. Like, there's nothing you can do about this. Like, just that we've all seen it, that meme of Devin Booker, you know, kind of, you know, bent over and Luca looking over, smiling, smiling. Uh, at yeah, him. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, knowing, like, bro, I'm killing you right now. There, there's a there's a little a hole to there's some fu in Luca and I kind of I kind of like that about him just a little bit but I think and mind you I love James Harden I love the way you know I love the, the way he plays and the fact that he's smart and can get to the line so I think there's a lot of that with Luca and the fact that he's uh, I don't know maybe it's Texas but yeah uh, what I just appreciated about Luca and this goes for Jokic as well is he's a uh, Eastern European these Baltic uh, countries. The, just, it, the itches. Yeah, they, they just they play the game at their pace, man. And that's what I try and tell my son when it comes to sports. I'm like, hey, man, you don't have to be so slow and methodical where you get the ball taken away and you're overthinking, but just play it at your own pace because these guys are not athletes. Yeah, and I do not believe for a minute, Lynch, that Jokic's vertical at the combine was 43 and a half. Absolutely not. I found that article that you referenced when I texted you. It I'm was like, the only thing I could find. I know, me too. And I'm just like, no, no way in hell. Or else he'd be blaming on everybody in the league. Windmill dunks, like, God. But, I don't know if Blake Griffin had a 43 and a half <laughs> dude, vertical. I was like, no. Mike. But that's why I just appreciate about Luca is because he is so slow and, you know, these slow crossovers, <laughs> step backs. And it's just like you watch and you're like, how can no one stop this guy? Right. Like, what? how can no one it, block it, these three-pointers? Like, are you kidding me? It goes me? against all the logic that we've been taught in basketball is yeah. that you have to have the quick first step, and you have to make sure you get you, – you jump as high as you can when you're shooting your jumper, you know, lifting and – letting shoot – the words – letting go of your jumper at the top of your shot. Like, all little stuff like that. Like, and Luca defies all of that logic and says, no, just play, just – just dribble and find the open guy and get a rebound and go the other way. Like, we forget this dude's been a professional since he was, like, 14. Well, but and- see, that's the thing is it's nothing about his game necessarily. Like, I, I guess the slow motion play is not appealing to me in terms of watching it, but I love seeing him put up 50 points and just go nuts. Like, the actual skill level doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. I think it's what you're talking about with the the coy smiles. Can I ask you this? And like the weird, it's like, it's the a-hole energy. And pointing at the ref when they make a foul call. Can I ask you both this? How do you feel about Steph? Because Steph is openly, openly, you know what I'm saying, being an a-hole. Tongue out. ah. See, this thing is like a little kid that you you don't like. Like he's always. I think I feel similarly about Steph as I do Luca. When he's playing well, I can appreciate the greatness but I don't love the cockiness and what it's, but that's the thing. I don't mind cockiness. Like Dame is cocky, but he mean mugs. And I like that Tyler hero. Right. I like Uh, that. I like the uh, mean mug cocky. I don't like the wry smile cocky. That is such a weird thing. I I don't like it. I don't know why. I love that bad guy kind of, uh, James Franco from uh, Spider-Man Three when he turns around and winks at Peter Parker. That's mm. kind of that a hole has always been fun to me. So I can I'll, I can take it. The thing that drives me nuts about Steph is his over the top celebration, dancing, shimmying. Like that just drives me absolutely nuts. But I, will, I love when when you when you see the mouth guard out, you know he just yeah. did something cool. But I will <laughs> to his credit is that he does not ever target look at an opponent when he's doing that. He's, he's always celebrating to himself, away. going to the bench with his teammates or something like that. So he's never looking to like 
rile dudes up and get in their face. And, you know, he might be able to clap back and S talk here and there. But when Seth does his dances, it's just him doing his thing. But whereas, still, that's still a way to say, man, F you. As look I'm at me shimmy, over here. As I'm yeah. doing the giddy going down, the gritty going down. The, you know what I'm well, saying? When like, you saw Chris Paul years ago when he hit that three for Houston in the playoffs, he did the shimmy right back in Curry's face. But again, Curry's not seeking dudes out and like, Busted a move right in their face after he, he still, kneels. Still, still, if you dance on if you dance on a lot of people, you're you're saying something very specific. <laughs> I'm That's my way of saying f you. Homie. I am surprised no one not not took a swing at him, but at least like gotten his face gotten in his face after dancing after a three. I'm surprised that yeah, hasn't happened. I'm, I am too. I am too. <laughs> well, it'll happen at some point, I'm sure. <laughs> Everyone's so angry these days. Everyone's just ready for a fight. They are. But yeah, they I really just it, it was the realization that I had of. Everyone talks about Luca constantly, and I'm always just like, ah, oh, whatever. It's Luca. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, I, it's just I don't like him. I don't like him. Maybe he'll grow on me because Steph has grown up, grown on me a little bit. You, a little bit. you sound hangry and could benefit from some nice fajitas at Applebee's. <laughs> well, I am hungover, so it does. It, that does actually sound appealing at go. this very moment. There you go. The sizzle of the fajita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. You go to Hotcake House right down the street. That's a nice little bin. The I've one over over, over the bridge. Absolutely. That's a nice. I've been hungover. Uh, stop. Place to stop and eat. That sounds great. Mm. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I uh, I got to go do some errands when I get off of here. Get it to go. I got to I got to go to the grocery store. Get it so to go. I'll get some food. All right. Let's get to hate it or love it. That is next. First, Joe Swartz. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. The music means it's time for hate it or love it. Or are we doing uh, who do you love more or what are we doing today? We're just doing hate or love it. Well, the music's playing. That's right. Don't judge me. I'm hungover. Duh. Duh. All right, well, let's get to it, Joe. He will uh, ask Rashad and I questions, award or deduct us points. The winner gets to host our very, very short last segment. What do you got, Joe? Whoa. From the text line, deep fried organ burrito from Muchas Gracias. I saw that. You mean like a chimichanga? No, 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 no. I mean, I know the organ burrito. Uh, Steak, guacamole, usually potatoes or fries in there, some pico. Cheese, all that good stuff. Man, Sour Muchas, cream. Muchas Gracias is a nice fried. Yeah, Muchas oh Gracias is, is a nice, uh, you know, late night. Everything's closed. Get some uh, carne asada fries. Yeah, Muchas Gracias can go hard for that. Damn. Yeah, sounds so good. Yeah, it does sound like good hangover food for sure. There's that place down in Eugene I used to always go to for the Oregon burrito. God, love it. Absolutely amazing. Uh, speaking of amazing, Bam out of bio. 31 points last night, stepping up when the Heat needed them most, and they really have needed him in the series. Um, I mean, granted, not for game one. Jimmy Butler took over, but game two, they needed him, and he stepped up when Jimmy Butler left off. So, hate it or love it, Bam Adebayo is the most important player in this series. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, no, I'm going to say I'm gonna say hate on this one. Uh, the answer is Jason Tatum. The if Bam Adebayo is not having a great game, I think the Heat can still win. 
if Tatum's having a bad game, I feel a lot less confident in the Celtics to win that game. So in terms of most important player in the series, that's kind of how I view it. When you ask that question, I'll say I'll, I'll say it's Jason Tatum for sure. But I think with this matchup, Bam is a really good, important player because the Celtics play small er. And Robert Williams has been in and out of the lineup because of his knee injury. And then they've got, uh, what is it, Thice, is that how you say it, um, as the backup center. Uh, it's, you know, not, not necessarily the biggest bodies in there. So having Bam inside, being able to dominate and try to take advantage of, a, of an advantage you have in the series is key. But if he has a bad game, Miami can still win that game. So with that, I will say, hate Jason Tatum, more important. Uh, I'm going to love it, man. Bam Adebayo has been the second best player really all season for the Heat. I know uh, Kyle Lowry has been a big boost for them as far as really holding the, holding it down as a point guard. But Bam Adebayo is the man in the middle. He's the one that kind of makes, makes plays for them. He's the one that can kind of take care of a lot of the defensive dirtiness down low and blocking shots. And he hasn't played well since really games one and two of the of the second round against uh, Philadelphia. He This is the first time he scored at least 20 since I think it was game five. Other than that, it's been 12, 10, 10, 6, and 31. Uh, and most of those games that they've won, but it hasn't been like super convincing wins, and it's been because Jimmy Butler has put on these Herculean efforts to make sure this team can get to that point. If Jimmy Butler is going to slow down, Bam Adebayo needs to step up. And last night was the first time that Bam looked like the Bam Adebayo that was an all-star. Looked like the guy that can completely take over a game offensively and defensively. You know, was able to come up with four steals in a block last night. He needs to play that way every single night. They might not get 31, but he needs to be right in that 20 to 24 range every single night if the Heat are going to have a chance to beat this really, really good Boston defense. Was that Adebayo in the bubble that had that ridiculous uh, ridiculous block that, yeah. where his wrist just was, like, bent backwards, yeah, basically? Man. That dude was a beast, man. We forget back in that bubble, he was really the second-best player, you know, not named Jimmy Butler, you know, for that team. So, yeah, did he's they, got a lot to prove. And did he get that block on Jason Tatum? Who was that on? Ooh. I'm trying to remember who he blocked in that shot. But someone was coming in hard. Mm. It may have been Tatum. I have no, they, I, I have no idea. We'll check. Did our, they play Boston in the, in the bubble? Know. We'll ask the research team. Namely, uh, namely you. <laughs> oh no, I got twelve guys back here working during the oh, show. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Crunching numbers, finding here, stats Joe, out. I'll, I'll look it up. No, don't. That's what I pay these guys for. <laughs> okay. Um, Closing all right. the tab. So we know that Steph Curry is probably the best player in these playoffs remaining. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Um. But, I mean, we got stars, as you mentioned, Luka, Tatum, Yimmy Yuckets. So I like, I like that. <laughs> it's, a so, it's a soft J. Yeah. It might be yogging. I, well, I like the Yuckets. <laughs> yimmy, like they're so, yuckets. It's, it's such an ugly style of play. You call them Yuckets <laughs> instead of Buckets. Like Yuck. It. Oh, it went in. Okay. <laughs> but outside of Steph, hate it or love it, Luka is the best player remaining in the playoffs. Try and keep biases out uh, of it, Mike. No, no, I'll, I'll start I, if you want to take a second. I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's love. It's Luca. Uh, Luke, it, Rashad said it earlier. If if Luca hadn't arrived already, this is his welcome welcoming to being an elite player in the NBA. I mean, he's taken this Dallas team, who is at least it feels like a bunch of spare parts, and Luca to the conference finals, and. 
I am making a lot of parallels to the Blazers because it reminds me a bit of that Western Conference Finals run a couple years ago when Dame, it was Dame and everybody else. It was a bunch of spare parts and Dame. And obviously CJ played well, and that's just like Jalen Brunson has played well for Dallas. It's it's mimicking that to me very much. And that year was kind of like the 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 world, the NBA world was like, oh, Dame's really good. And we all know Luke is amazing. We have all seen the crazy games he's had and the stats and all that. But on the big stage, we haven't seen a lot of Luca. And this is now big stage, big moments, and he's killing it. And I know the Golden State's leading the series, and it's it, these. There's a gulf in talent with these two teams, but Luca's still playing well generally throughout the playoffs. So yes, I would say behind Steph, I love it that Luca is second best player left of these four teams. Oh man, um, geez, that's such a hard question. As a, as if we're talking scoring wise, yes, Luca. I love that Luca Doncic is the best player um, in this, you know, in the playoffs left. I probably have to hate it though. The truth is, if we're talking about the best, the best overall player uh, still here. It's it's probably Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler again, leading his team in scoring, leading his team in rebounds, leading his team in defense, leading his team everywhere else. And oh, by the way, they're the number one seed in what was the best conference in basketball this year. We can say all we want to about the West and the West being crowded and all this stuff. Jimmy Butler has led this team without Kyle Lowry, mind you, for a lot of those games because he's been uh, dinged up. He was still able, able to beat what probably should have been the MVP in Embiid, and then he was able to get a really big game one win against a really good Boston team and then rebound after not, you know, after obviously didn't play well, but his team was able to squeak by. I honestly don't think there's an answer for Jimmy Butler. If he's not going to score, he can still be a, 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 an asset on the defensive side. If he is going to score, he's still going to be an asset on the defensive side. I think if Luka isn't scoring the ball, unfortunately, he's not going to give you much defense, and he can't play defense. He's what, he, what did uh, Pat Bev call Chris Paul? He's a traffic cone. So in, on defense, you're just going to go right around Luka because he can't really guard you. That's the one thing. Jimmy Butler just won a game last night, and he had 10 points and left in the first half. If, if Luka goes down at some point, there's nothing that that team is going to be able to do. At least Jimmy's going to be able to give you something else besides scoring. I think that right there just puts him over the top because he is such an elite defender. And if anybody left, there's he's the only two-way player left of any of these four teams that can say that. Clay Thompson, if it was four years ago, I'd say that, but he's not. All right, and on to our last one. Mike, it's funny you mentioned that Western Conference Finals uh, with the Blazers a couple of years ago because I'm catching some of those vibes here with this Mavericks-Warriors series. Game yeah. one, Warriors dominate. Game two, Mavericks essentially lead the majority of the game. Third quarter happens, they give it up, and then fourth quarter, Warriors take over. And it's just it was kind very of like, reminiscent of that series because the Blazers yeah, were they led, leading uh, in almost every game. Yeah, exactly. So like and when something like that happens, when you're beating a team like that and then they just catch up on you and overtake you that quick. And I think they ended up winning by like double digits too, the Warriors. It's pretty damn demoralizing and it kind of shows you the gap between these two teams. So with that being said, hate it or love it, Warriors will sweep the Mavericks. hate i hate it i think dallas has played well enough in these playoffs to steal a game out of this it does feel inevitable at this point that the warriors will win the series i mean it felt inevitable after the first game that was like okay like cute cute year dallas but it's not gonna happen here i just it's the luca effect of if he just goes out and goes nuclear for a game 
that they could win. And the Warriors have shown a couple times in these playoffs. They don't have the exact same killer instinct they did in the early part of their run. Uh, it was last series when John Morant got hurt. And they were up 3-1 in the series. And they lost by like 50 in that game to Memphis, right? Wasn't that the game, Joe, where they were like losing by 60 going into the fourth quarter? Correct. There, There's something with Golden State this year that allows for that to happen. And because of that, I think Dallas will get a game or two in the series before it's said and done, but it will be the Warriors who advance. Am I loving that they're going to get swept? Yeah, I love it. Um, this Warriors team looks different than the Warriors team we've seen because there is no Kevin Durant. Um, they're, they're, uh, Clay Thompson isn't the guy that we used to see or we're used to him being. Um, but now you got guys like Jordan Poole who stepped in and took really that that second spot as that other 20-point-a-night score. Um, I think this Warriors team, is there's something special about them, and they do something that's very familiar of what the Warriors do is they come in in the third quarter, and it's a whole other game. You think the game is over, and then the second half starts, and, oh, here they come. I don't know what Steve Kerr says to them in the locker room. I'm not sure if they're drinking Michael Jordan's secret stuff. But either way, there's never been a time when the Warriors haven't come out in the third quarter just with balls of fire and come out killing. That's just what they do. So that pep talk in the third quarter, whether it's Draymond Green getting in somebody's face or whether it's them really just challenging each other, it works. And then you've got a bunch of young guys that have no, that don't, don't care about what the Warriors used to do, don't, that aren't defending champ or don't, have never been a defending champion or never been to that stage. So they want it and they're hungry. And I'm looking at this Warriors team saying, I don't know if there's somebody that can really beat them. Obviously, Miami is my pick. But when they get to shooting like that and Jordan Poole gets to scoring like that and Clay Thompson has a game like he did in game six, like, hey, uh, tell me another team with more firepower than the Golden State Warriors. I don't think you're going to find one. And tell me a team with more firepower than Rashad Taylor. DJ Fishsticks. I love it. Thank uh, you. Isn't it funny, though? I think that 10, 15 years from now, this Warriors team, it won't be remembered like, oh, yeah, they always started games really well or they finished well. It's like, nope, that third quarter. That's where yep. they shine. <laughs> like, yep. It's where they shine. Kind of weird. They came out like, of halftime and everything changed. It's going to be historical. Like, dude, Warriors in the third quarter back in those days were unbelievable. It's, yep. you know, and mind you, it's before even before KD got there. Like, yeah. they get to the oh, third yeah. quarter. It's it's a wrap. It's like, been for six, seven years now they've been doing remember this. Remember that year that, you know, I think uh, we played the Warriors in the second round or something like that. And... Uh, all the games were really close, but you know the, the the Blazers were up in I think like four of those five games, and we got to the uh, third quarter and it just it's over. All right, well, let's break. Rashad gets toast the last segment. It'll be all but a, all of two minutes, but you know it's what normally happens anyway. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Uh, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is time to go already. Oh, we got two minutes. We got two minutes. Yeah. What should we talk about for two minutes? Well, you're the host, Rashad. You let me know. Uh, you won. You get you get the honor of deser- of choosing what to talk about. Game game three tonight. Yeah, if this is how you squander your winning opportunities, Rashad. Well, I don't only have two minutes. We'll what see can, how the judge feels not, next there's time. There's not much I can do with two minutes. 
wink, you know, wink. You know, <laughs> I, I, I I'm gonna need to a little differ. longer than two minutes. <laughs> you know, I was gonna dock you a couple points just for next week. Too late, I already won. Too late, I already won. For next week, you're gonna find you're gonna me go in the screw hole. me, Joe. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you're gonna go in negative two. But that last little joke that, that is, got you back to zero. What else is new? What else is new? Can you can you like prove to us that you can dunk, please? Yeah, sure. Yeah, actually, like you keep I have saying to. you're going so, to. No, but. listen. So we didn't have practice practice last week. And convenient. I, no, yeah, no. The, I mean, well, yeah, they had to. They're using this the, week. All the basketballs are the, going to be deflated. They're using the gym for for these silly kids like performances. They don't need any stupid performance. No, so they had to shut down the gym this week. <laughs> However, kids. yeah, right. FTK. You know how I feel. But so this is the last week. So I have to get it done either tomorrow or Wednesday. Uh, to be in the gym, so yeah, I got you guys, bro. I shattered the hoop and it turned into this whole thing, and the video got deleted. Yeah, somehow. man. As soon as I did, my phone dropped. It, you know, it just was one of those things. But no, I'm gonna get it for you this week. You Watch. know, I believe you, Rashad. You no, know, you I, tr- I tried to send no, you. you I tried to send you the video, but it just got lost in the cloud no. forever. No, it didn't. Goodbye. It didn't. it didn't get made yet, and I will make it. And then both of you guys are gonna be eating crow, black crow, and I can't what? wait. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, Why would I eat crow? About. I'm not saying anything bad about yes, your you. Are, my, yes, you are. My mentality is I'm just is asking changing. for proof. I believe Rashad at this no, point. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just <laughs> asking cool. for proof. And I thought we were friends. I thought we were friends. I guess mm. not. I see where our friendship lies now. And uh, I thought that friends were supposed to, uh, you know, be call their friends on their BS. Yeah. <laughs> it's not BS, though. Ask my son. I can dunk. He's seen it. Uh, yes. Call you're very, him. You're a very trustworthy son. Call him. He is. My son is not a liar. Who, of course, wouldn't protect his pops on this. No, he wouldn't. He would sell me up the river in a, in a, <laughs> in a second if he could. Absolutely. <laughs> Just so we're clear. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. My dad can't talk. Yeah, no. Kids, kids will let you don't, know real fast. Don't believe a no. word my dad tells you no, about anything. Yeah, no, dad's lying I know the that. real dad. Yeah, he'll let you know real fast. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you missed it, Last Rob Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and the 1080 The Fan and the 1080thefan.com. Just 1080thefan.com. We'll be back next week, 9 to 11. It's beautiful outside. Go enjoy it. Have a very good rest of your Sunday. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.